that's and that's just like that's pretty much what like this experience is. It's like it's nothing that's extremely deep or whatever. It's just about I wanted they they wanted a tattoo. They wanted this experience, and they liked me as an artist. You know, saying I'm an abstract artist, so you have an abstract tattoo on you. Like, but it's like, what's the dopest thing to go to someone and say, yeah, it's like. It's like I actually designed this tattoo, like legitimately, like those are my brushstrokes. Like I made that. All he did was trace it over and piece it together and did it. But it's like that's literally my shit. I own the shit. I own the shit. Hi shit talkers. Welcome to Talk Shit with P. And I am your spoiler, the shit talker. I mean, don't we all like talking shit anyways? <laughs> are you a creator? If so, you are in the right space. Talk Show with P is a place where we showcase and celebrate the talents, works, and stories of creative minds from all walks of life, while also raising awareness for mental health through providing a supportive space to share their stories, insights, and experiences. We will be discussing creative journeys, the high, lows, and the ways we manage our mental health through it all. Join us each week for inspiring conversations, useful resources, and a community of like-minded creators as we dive into the minds of creative beings to explore their journeys, struggles, and triumphs. So whether you're a seasonal creative or just starting out, Talk Show with Peace, the podcast for you. Welcome to Talk Shit with P. How are you yes. doing today? I am doing awesome. I am doing wonderful. So for y'all who don't know, Q recently gave me a tattoo right there. And that's how we met, actually. Actually, I met him on a opening. I think it was Glass House form. And then my friend showed me the tattoo he did. And I was like, cool, I'm going to hit him up. And then I hit him up. And... He did my tattoo and we were talking and just sharing and vibing. And I said, you have to come on my podcast and be a guest on my season seven. And here we are. (laughs) Thank you for coming on. (laughs) Yes, I'm honored. Thank you for having me. You know, like I said, I'm I'm, I'm just trying to talk to talk to people more and and, and do this kind of interaction a lot more. So I'm thrilled to be here. I'm honored. So thank you for taking your time out your day to actually speak with me. Definitely, definitely. Thank you. So, Q, how did you get into the art world? Um, well, let's see. I got into it around 2014. Um, I had just recently graduated college in 2013. Um, and in that in that time frame, um, I kind of picked it up as like a hobby. Uh, it was just um, something just to, to, to fill my time. I realized I had a lot of time on my hand. Um, I was applying for jobs and playing a lot of video games and stuff at the time. And I was just like, yeah, there's there's something else I can do with my time other than these two things. <laughs> so, you know, I got into just painting and drawing, you know. Um, so I just started to spray paint uh, from just some YouTube videos I saw. Um, and I felt, fell in love with it instantly, you know. Um, it kind of just tapped back into when I was a kid, when I used to draw a lot. Um, and, um, you know, it just kind of reminded me of, of I did have that dream and aspiration as a kid one day, you know, to be an artist, but you know, I lost it, you know, and then, and then that spark came back, you know, in 2014 through just the, the, of me not having a job and wanting to, to do something else with my time. Cause I noticed I had a lot of time on my hand. 
You see, it's, uh, it's amazing how you thought about that. Like, oh my God, I have so much time on my hands. Let me, let me self, self teach myself something. And other people just be like, yeah, I got so much time in my hands. So let me play more video games. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah. I just, I mean, for me, it's just, it was so much time on my hands, like, it felt bad, like, you know what I'm saying, like, a, a part of me just, like, it didn't feel right, like, it's just, a person shouldn't be doing this, like, because at the end of the day, it's like, what are you doing to actually get out of the situation you are in, you just can't sit around and just wait for something to happen, and that's what I kind of felt like I was doing, you know, so it's just like, oh, no, I just got to do something else in the meantime for me waiting, you know, because playing the game doesn't actually progress me anywhere unless I'm trying to become a professional gamer. And I mean, I'm not that good. That part. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel that like I have this sometimes when, when a weekend goes by and I feel like I haven't done enough. You know, there's some weekends where you just be lazy, like the entire week I'll be, I'll be going extra hard because I'll be feeling guilty. Like, oh my fucking God, I didn't do a lot on the weekend. Like I wasted the time. So I'll be going extra hard on the week or next weekend. I'll make sure I overload myself. Like, okay, last weekend you didn't do shit. Yeah, I, have, I still have that issue to this day. You know what I'm saying? My wife reminds me. It's like, hey, you don't have to always work. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's okay to chill. It's okay to not have anything to do. Like, it's okay to sit down for a little while. Like, it's, I promise you, you're going to be okay. And I was just like, I mean, like, I just can't. Like, I just, you know, I just, I just don't like to sit still. uh, i'm I'm learning that too i'm learning to give myself grace to be like you know what sometimes that's what your body needs it's okay you know sometimes you do need that time so that you can and and once your mind is relaxed you go you you figure out a plan but i still feel bad like i have that bit of me that i'm like fuck no like and, and, and then when something was wrong in the week or if i don't if i don't reach my goal i go even harder like you see you didn't do shit on the weekend. That's why now it's not working out. And I'm like, God damn. Like- That's exactly what I do to myself. If something happens, it's like, that day you took off, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that, that came and bites in the ass later on. Like, <laughs> so, will you, so will you say you're a self-thought artist? You taught yourself out. Yes, pretty much. Yeah, I am self-taught. Yeah, you know I'm saying um, I'm self-taught all the way up until... Until, like I was saying, until I really got to, until I moved to Atlanta and I was really starting to be around a lot more artists and started really getting a lot of feedback and, and critiques from those uh, folks who I say will really then really up my game from the sense of where I've kind of had it. Because I think I, I did a very good job at teaching myself to the skill level I got to a point, right? But if you really want to push past that, you kind of got to be around people who are kind of a little further in, in those so they can help you push and be able to see past certain things that you are doing at that time that you really wouldn't recognize that you might think that is cool and dope, but it's just like, Hey, actually you can do this. That makes it a little bit better, you know, but that comes around being trained and just being around the craft a lot more. So, you know, I would say, yeah, I'm, I'm pr- primarily self-taught, you know, and then, uh, yeah, I would say after that is just more or less just, uh, getting been mentored by a couple of older gentlemen and uh, also just a community of artists that I'm I'm around who just has helped me really become who I am today. 
And that's so true. The importance of community. I tell people, I, I, I'm a, I, I taught myself podcasting, but I think the reason why I keep growing is because I surround myself in those communities. I go to those conferences. I hang out with those people. I learn from them and I attend those workshops. I show up for those around me. Sometimes people are like, oh my God, I'm not growing. I'm like, okay, what are you exactly doing to grow? Are you showing up in those communities that are the ones who are going, oh no, I just talk to my family and friends. Yeah, they are not the ones who are going to be supporting you. You gotta, you gotta be out there. You gotta show up for, for these people so they can know you and show up for you. So people underestimate the power of community and showing up on those communities. Yeah, something like that, uh, when it comes, especially in the art industry, it's that is huge, right? Like, at the end of the day, like, we all need to be there for one another and support. And you got to have that good support system. Um, and, you know, and it's like in the art in the art field, like if you're not a person that's out there supporting and, and like really out there, you know, and supporting doesn't mean necessarily just buying their shit, right? Like supporting is literally just going to their shows, showing up, just going to their events and being there. You know, Telling people about them. them. Uh, engaging with their community, just talking, and you know what I'm saying, and just just having that 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 people uh, interaction in that community, um, and that's just like that that takes it a lot further than what you expect, right? Because then those, because you'll find that a lot of people that attend these events, they go to a lot of the same events, so you start seeing a lot of the same faces. So mm-hmm. then when you start seeing a lot of the same faces, people are then going to be obligated to really kind of just like want to get to know who you are, and what you do, because they constantly see you, right? Now it's this curiosity of like, hey, I always see this person. What do they do? Like, you know, and then it just draws and brings conversations to you, you know, and then that, that like, and it's like, you can't expect to have support if you ain't out there supporting them. So true. So true. <laughs> and so true. And I tell people like, support is not, ne- as you say, not necessarily buying because I know sometimes. Some people don't have those funds, but you can share their work. You can tell people about their work. You can, even if I can't attend it, I can send it out to my friends. Yo, if you're looking for something this weekend, check this out. Like just connecting and all that, all that helps. And in order for people to do that for you, you got to be doing that for other people as well. But people always have this mindset, oh, but I went to their show. Oh, but I bought their art, but okay. So (laughs) there's more to that than just. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, just buy it, you know what I'm saying? Just buy it, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's cool and all, but it's like, hey, did you actually talk to them? Did you actually, like, interact with them and kind of connect and find out a little bit more about it? And, you know, it's just, you know, you have to have conversations. You know, you have to talk to people, right? And, like, and that's what I'm understanding and seeing as well. Like, you know, sometimes for me, when I've had events and people showed up for me, I really didn't expect the kind of support that I would have you know, for my events, but then it kind of like dawned on me, like, you know, when I had the event, I was like, you know what, like, I'm always at a people's events and things like that, you know, it's like, is that, is actually is expected for me to have this type of support, right? Because I'm always, yeah. people in my mm-hmm. community, it doesn't matter who you are, if you're in the art industry, in the art field here in Atlanta, and there's shows within, within driving distance, whatever, I'm going there, I'm going to see, I'm going to check it out, I'm going to connect with people, and it doesn't it doesn't have to be in the same field as me. You know, I just I personally like to be able to meet everyone in it, you know, because um, like I said, that this this field is so broad. It's so big, you know, and there's just so many different people. You didn't just at the end of the day, like you just don't know who that one person might know or might be able to connect. You exactly. To, you know exactly. The the day, a lot of us be just missing. We be just missing the puzzle pieces. You know what I'm saying? So, so true. When you actually are talking and actually explaining your things. 
when you're you know talking to certain people, they might be able to actually help you fill in that puzzle. Like, you know what I'm saying? It might not be them, but they actually might know the person that can, hey, I know that that guy that actually can do that and need this right now. And, you know, it's just and that's just how these these things uh, work, you know, and that's how it's worked for me these last five years. You know? And that's so true. <laughs> and that's why I like the saying of Isabel, you, you don't always have to network around. You have to network left, right, corner, up, down, because you never know. And the power of just having those conversations, because look at me, I'm a podcaster, right? But if I don't talk about my podcast, I talk to people, I'm never going to have people like you. When I came to do your, when you did my tattoo, I could have just kept quiet, laid over there and be yeah. done. But I'm a curious being. I like talking to anybody and hearing their stories. And I just kept on having conversation with you. And next thing I'm like, oh my god for real and because i like making people uncomfortable like i literally we have hanged out like when you did my tattoo like i just talk shit like literally i talk shit yeah. <laughs> and then we ended up uh, we ended up talking about mental health and your journey and i was like oh my god you want to come on my podcast but if i didn't start having that conversation i wouldn't understand your journey and, and i wouldn't know that oh my god is a perfect guest for my podcast because it kind of aligns with what I'm doing for my podcast. So the power of conversations, people, people underestimate that people just like to still have the small talks. And I hate small talks. Like I want to have those deep conversations. Like let's talk. What's your mental health struggle? Like what, what's wrong with you? Like why are you toxic? Tell me why you're toxic. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, and, I, and I'm like, um, I'm very terrible at small talk. Like I don't, you know, and that's just something I've just had. I've really, I just haven't really done well with that in, in my, it's it just in my past or just even in, you know what I'm saying, in my present now. Like, so it's like when I speak to you and talk to you, like I, you know what I'm saying, I'm, I want to have a legitimate conversation and talk about legitimate things, you know, and just like see what your interests are or, or, you know, how, how you think or just how you might see the world, you know, like those are the conversations I enjoy having. And those are just those deep conversations that, you know, I'm all about like just just having and talking with people like, you know, it's just, you know, and then for me, it's just about also becoming very open, you know, to talk about my life and the things I've been through. Because like at the end of the day, man, like just saying that one thing can just either help someone really well or really just help them get to the right place, you know. And then and, and like I say, I, that's what I've been learning is just being able to be uh, OK with being uncomfortable. You oh, know yes. what I'm saying? Like, yes. that's just like, and it's just, that, that's just what we have to be. Like, I don't have to necessarily know that I'm saying all the right things, you know, but just like, this is just how I feel, you yep. know? And then, you know, and then just, yeah, that's just how I balance and interact conversations. So that's why, like, I, I can end up, I guess, go, go into a, a whole uh, rabbit hole and talk about mental health to someone because, like I said, I've been there, I've done that. Like, you know, I've had that experience, and, you know, and it's just like, I still haven't gotten over it, you know, but that's something that I have to deal with with my life now. That's and that's just what I'm learning as, you know, as as I get older. Hey shit talkers, are you ready to finally finish the book you started 2 years ago? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. That one. The one that is still sitting in a word document on your computer just like mine. <laughs> Well, no more. None of that. Let me tell you, shit talkers, no one is going to get the job done more quickly like my girl, Eliquity. I'm finally, oh my God, getting my book done because of her. She's working with me to write my book and she can do the same with you. She can help you finally finish the book you started. Get your book finished before the end of the year. 
publish the baby and add Arthur to your bio when you hire my girl Eliquity as your ghostwriter. Go to our website www.writeforyou.me and click on the discovery call button to grab a time on our calendar today. Yes, that is www.writeforyou.me. What are you waiting for? Let's get this author title added up to our bios. Do it now. Thank me later. And that's the trend. I feel like uh, most people, we always think other people have it all together until you have those conversations. As soon as you start opening up and having those uncomfortable, those authentic conversations, you, you figure out like, oh my God, we, all, we actually have similarities. We're all struggling. We're all still just figuring it out. We all, And then you end up finding more doors are opening to you because you had that conversation and you never know where it ends up leading you or it, who it connects you with. So I feel that. Let me ask, so now that we have figured, can you share with us your artistic journey? Yeah, How has so, it been for you? So, yeah. So like I said, I got into art in 2014. So uh, at that time, like I said, I didn't have a job. So I realized like how expensive the, the craft was. So I didn't, actually pick it back up to a year later when I actually found the job and started working in IT. So I started working in IT in 2014. Uh, and then, like I said, a year later, I picked up art with uh, with my now wife. We did a paint and sip at the house and uh, she reconnected me again with the paint. Uh, and then from that point on, I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot that I tapped into this last year. Like, oh, she brought it back to me. And I was like, you know what? I got a job now. I can I can actually afford to actually do this. I want to go ahead and just do this in my spare time. So and I would say in 2015 is when I actually just started painting for the very first time in my spare time. So I would do it every day. I would get out uh, off work. Um, and um, I would say after that, you know, a year later, that's when I realized, like, hey, I think I really want to, like, try to pursue this as a path, uh, as a career path, you know? So then that's when I just started trying to figure out the right answers in the right way. Um, just trying to reach out to people, uh, which that's when you find out, like, don't nobody really have it, have a path. Or... <laughs> there's no formula. There's no roadmap. There's, there's, like, there's no real formula. There's like, there's no, there's no roadmap really. Like you have to really build your own roadmap, you know? Um, so yeah, once I realized that, I just know that, all right, well, the one thing that people always bring to me is like, yeah, they're always broke. You know what I'm saying? They always have to end up going back to a job to end up, paying for their bills. So for me, uh, I created a dream fund, you know, so from that time, from 2016 to 2018, I just saved enough money for myself to when I knew I was going to quit in 2018 and I was going to take that plunge and just pursue art full time without necessarily really having any uh, financial success. But I just knew that if I at least had the finances to cover my businesses and uh, my expenses for at least a year and a half, almost two years, then I could figure out the rest within them two years. I was like, is there is no way with my work ethic and just how I work, there's no way I would not make money within a year. Like there is, I will find a way to start making money. Um, so yeah, so I would say I did that dream fund, uh, in 2018 is when me and my wife, um, quit both our jobs and we moved to Atlanta, June of 2018. 
And that is when I became full-time self-employed artist. And I will say I had no idea what that what what that looked like or what that entailed. At first, I thought it was just like me painting every day, um, but it wasn't. So I just had to really like learn how to like create a schedule for myself and uh, create some sort of discipline of just like uh, just like what am I trying to get out of my weeks? Because like just painting, like I said, I realized me just painting in my studio all day every day is cool, but it's like who the hell is seeing it? And just me posting on Instagram isn't really enough. Like people think yep. that's enough. It's like I actually got to get out there in front of people and actually talk to people. So uh, at that point, I really just started doing a lot of events on the weekends, like underground shows. Um, and I probably did all of that all the way up until probably like 2019. Like I did underground shows and events from 2015 all the way up until 2019. And I did those um, all over the East Coast, uh, D.C. area, Maryland, New York, Philly. Uh, and then once I moved to Atlanta, I started doing it here in Atlanta. So I took that same little uh um, method and just applied it to myself here in Atlanta full time. So every weekend I would just do events um, and I would meet people, uh, meet people in the community. Um, and then that's kind of how I landed here where I am today is at Peter Street Station. Um, I did a show here. Um, and then at that point, they were saying they was offering volunteers to build out the space. And for me, I was like, OK, well, the space needed. It was an abandoned building. So they just needed help and volunteers to help build out this space. Um, so I volunteered to help build out the space in return. Um, I was mentored and basically just given, um, a blueprint, you know what I'm saying? In a way that I could, uh, work to how I could use it to my, uh, career path of, um, being a painter. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much led me to here to where I'm at today. You know what I'm saying? And then from that point, I became a tattoo artist. Uh, I also have a framing business. And I am a painter, you know, but I learned all of those three things under this roof uh, here at Peter Street Station. And you said something so important over there. You know, people always um, think volunteering or even being doing internship or because they're not getting paid. It's a waste of time. But if you're actually paying attention, you get much more worth out of that than that money you could have gotten because i mean i could have gotten paid and went and bought beers and smoked and the money is gone but the knowledge you end up getting the mentorship you get that's something you probably couldn't afford to buy it those classes because the coach is me charging you a lot you know to get a personal development coach mentorship it'd be, it be costing a lot so to get it just for volunteering your time and look how it has set you successful that that's that's priceless over there <laughs> you know what i'm saying so a lot of people really didn't really they didn't you know so they didn't really understand that you know so like well yeah you really helping doing all that stuff it's like you know i used to work like i really turned the volunteer into like my part-time slash full-time job so i would spend 10 and 12 hour days here six six days a week you know what i'm saying so i worked it as a full-time job but at me it's like I didn't have a full-time job and art was my full-time job. So if, if me volunteering my time for 10 hours out the day, like I'm, I was cool with that because for me, I was me learning something new in, in return. So it's something I can apply. You said I can apply it to my mm -hmm. lifestyle. And that's mm -hmm. how I saw this whole volunteership, uh, like volunteer and mentorship here. You know what I'm saying? It's just being able to take something and be able to apply it to how how I want to live, how I want to live my life. You know, at the end of the day, I don't, I don't really need the money value. I can make the money for myself yeah. if I got the right tools 
to do it, you know? And, and that's a mindset because I've worked those shitty jobs. I've worked at Kroger. I've worked at Home Goods. And every job I've worked, I would even tell those co-workers, like, I take it very serious and I like to learn everything and anything because I'm not just going to take it. Oh, I work at a grocery store or whatever, so I'm going to take it like that. No, because there's always something to learn if you pay attention. And most of the shit either will set you up once you have your business because I ended learning how to do cash office, how to do this. And those are things in that moment I'm thinking, what am I going to need them for? But once you're starting your own business or brand or building something, there's some of that shit which comes to play. You're like, damn, I'm so glad I learned that shit. At least I have. It might, I might not know the deeper part, but at least at the surface level, I can do that shit because I paid attention. But it's all the mindset. If you do decide to put your mindset like, okay, let me not just take it as a job, job, just wasting my time. Like, let me see what I can learn from it. What mentorship I can get from the people who are here, how they can push me forward in any direction. Because even those people over there, if they see you're serious, you might live there and in the near future, they might remember you for something different and give you a call like, hey, you know, I remember you, you used to be very interested in this, this, this. Are you looking for this opportunity? She like that happens, but nobody's always, nobody thinks further ahead. People are just always like, but what am I getting right now? now <laughs> instant gratification. You know what I'm saying? And that's what a lot of people, especially like with my generation and then the newer generation, like they're we're like, you know, um, there's just that instant gratification. It's like, Hey, I did this for you. So what, what are you going to do for me now in return? Like, it's like, I immediately want my return after I just did, did that, did that help for you. And it's just like, just, just be patient. You know? Yeah. Like, Cause I remember when it's key. Yeah, it really is. I remember when I started my podcast, right as I started, everybody was like, so how are you getting paid? How much are you making? How many downloads? I'm like, bruh. Let me first figure out if I even like it. Let me see if I actually want to. Like, right now, I'm just enjoying doing it. Like, how are you going to ask me how much I'm making when I just have one, one episode and I don't know shit about this? It's still mediocre. It's still, like, come on, man. Make it make sense. But then once I decided, okay, I love this. I want to invest more in this. Then I started actually pouring into it and taking And I'm like... Y'all can't expect me to be a Joe Rogan when well, when he started, he had different background. He had all the money to do the marketing. He had the people around him. I'm nowhere from there, so I'm not going to be Joe Rogan today or tomorrow. But best <laughs> believe, I'm going to fucking make it there. <laughs> hey, baby steps, though. It's baby steps. And it's about consistency. You know what I'm saying? So, But it's like also like when you're... Um, for me, what I learned is like if you tie a dollar amount to it, like you know, so you're just gonna lose interest eventually, right? Because you're like, passion, you're gonna be passionate about it. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, because you're gonna lose interest in the dollar, like you know what I'm saying? You'll end up making it and just like, ah, oh, man, like I'm just I'm bored. And like, I feel like I, I had that's where I had reached my life, right? Like, I've yeah. got my engineering degree, I worked in IT, and I reached a certain level, and then you know, so I was making really good money, but I was extremely unhappy. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, damn, I really got everything I wanted and worked towards these last like five years in college and all of that shit. You know, and so it's like, why am I so unhappy? And it was like, for me, I had to ask that question. It's like, I truly, really, never really enjoyed it to the point where I would do this for free in a point. Like, I did this one, I knew I could make money from it, 
really good money from it. And two, it's just like it was just the easiest thing that came to my like that came to me. Like, and it's just like if I'm gonna go to school, I was like, I'm gonna go to school for this because like I'm least interested in this. Mm. <laughs> but like for me, and I kind of knew it in college that it really wasn't for me because like a lot of my classmates did a lot of the things on their spare time. And for me, I didn't do that shit in my spare time. So for me, I'd already had that trigger in my mind. It was like, I don't really love this. Like, I like, I think I love it, but I don't love it as much as they do because I don't do half of the shit they do outside. If you don't ask me to do it for homework or something like that, I'm not bothered. I'm not. I'm not. You know what I'm saying? And I, like, I gotta even overthink doing the homework, and you're trying to tell me I gotta do this on my spare time as well? Fuck no. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? So when I realized that, I was like, yo, like, yeah, like, I was like, well, it's gonna pay well when in the long run. Like, I was like, fuck it, you know, it's gonna pay long, you know, but, you know, and then like I always say everything happens for a reason. And uh, yeah, that's how I spiraled into depression, you know what I'm saying? Just like, and that's so true. Re- uh, received everything that I had, but then felt lost, you know what I'm saying? And, I didn't know how to get out of it, you know, because it's like I worked so hard and I thought this is what I wanted. And um, and yeah, I just didn't know where to go after that. Like and for me at that point, I didn't know about starting over and didn't want to start over because I was like, yeah, I'm 25. Like, you know, it's like, fuck, sorry. No, I just graduated college, just got a job, just kind of got my life figured. You tell me I'm, I'm about to start all over again. But I had to do that. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that's what I had to do. And that's how I ended up with my whole art career I have today is just, you know, I had to just be willing to start over. And um, like you were saying, that mindset thing with just like um, with my jobs, like I used to hate going there so much because I like I was just so miserable. At, but after a while, I had to realize like, hey, the reason why I'm going to this job is because this is fueling my future dream job for me being a painter. So I got to deal with this for the next two and a half years, but this is my end goal. And this is a temporary situation. I'm in. this is not forever. And that's all I used to have to tell myself every day, just so I could get myself up and actually be there. You know what I'm saying? And spend time without looking miserable. <laughs> Trust me. I know that feeling. That's what I'm telling myself now. And only because, because, because I know I, I gotta still do that to to grow my 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 talk shit with P, and then eventually. Um, but in the beginning as well, and that's the thing about when you say you don't put a dollar on it. That's why when I started my podcast, I didn't wanna think about the downloads, the numbers, the how to yeah, make money. Of it. In my, yeah, in my head, it was like. I just found something that's curing me from my depression right now, something I'm excited about. But the more I kept doing it, the more I kept loving it. Two years later, I started going to conferences, started showing up and getting excited and wanting to be around people. That's when I was like, okay, fuck, now I want to do this forever. I want to work in this industry. I want to grow this industry. But I needed first to make sure that I'm enjoying it without actually being paid, without even making money. Am I really loving it or am I just going to love it because... Oh my God, I can get paid to talk shit. No. <laughs> and something you said, you know, about how when you went full in, you thought all you would be doing is painting all day. It's like also when you're podcasting, you're like, oh, I, all I'll be doing is, you know, talking my shit in. But oh my God, you realize there's editing, there's promoting, there's creating content, there's attending conferences, there's learning new things, there's. I was like, okay, so it's a whole full-time job it's not <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's more to it than just creating yeah man like some a lot of people that's why like you know 
with that whole great resonation situation that we had with the whole pandemic, you know, now that it's over, I think a lot of people, you know, started that business and a lot of them have failed. They realize like, oh shit, like, you know, fucking being, being a business owner is a lot harder than, than, than these folks on the internet making it look. <laughs> There's a lot more to it, you know. Like, right, they... hey, don't fall for those 15 second clips. <laughs> and the more I keep working on building my brand, the more you realize more money is going out than the money will start coming in because everything fighting for your business, paperwork, everything requires money. Any and you're just like, damn, you that's what I'm saying. You really need to love and enjoy what you're doing to turn it into a business because otherwise you're gonna fail, it's gonna drain you, it's gonna <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna do all those things. Or trust me, I've had those days where like, oh, what the fuck am I doing? Like, do I truly really wanna do this? You know, and I And then you keep seeing all of us behind behind you like maybe I should yeah, just, you know computer, started filling out job applications and then just been like nah I can't do this right here. Yeah. So, I'm like I'm willing to stick out whatever headache I got and figure it out. Like, you know, it is what it is. I can't go back to that though. <laughs> So true. So your approach to abstract is very fascinating. Are uh, you incorporating unconventional tools like scrap, wood, and old clothes? Oh my God. Like, where did this idea, this style of yours come from? Um, so like I said, that is from um, taking my time with, with uh, painting. Um, I first was a figurative painter and an illustration, uh, illustration painter. Um, so that was how I got my career started. Um, I got into art through abstract and then you learn that abstraction is a lot harder than people imagine it to be. Um, so for me, just studying art, um, uh, I eventually ended up um, pushing myself to doing abstract full time around the pandemic. Um, and then from that time, uh, I knew I had to find my voice um, and I found my voice literally just um, I would say from just like I look at my lifestyle. Like I'm, um, I'm trying my best to practice a zero waste lifestyle, trying to at least understand it, trying to be very, uh, very more conscious of necessarily the waste that I create as a human being. Um, so like, that's just like, that's how everything kind of started to, to, to formulate. Um, and, um, one day I was also broke, you know? Um, and I was like, I can't go buy no canvases because for me, um, I don't spend money on a craft that isn't necessarily bringing me money at the moment. You know what I'm saying? That's what I've had to learn. So it's like, I can't really, I can't be fueling a business that isn't bringing in any money. Right. So anytime I make money with that business, I put it back into it. So at the time I really wasn't making any money from painting. So it's like, I can't be using my money that I make from tattooing and all that just to try to fuel that because then that's going to put me in a hole somewhere else. You know, so I was like, hey, I mean, I got all of this material around me. I have this paper. I have this advertisement stuff. And I was like, all of this stuff is used in, in artwork. You know what I'm saying? People apply it to canvases, you know. So for me, it's like I can just build my canvas from these materials from scratch. Like and then I can just paint on top of that. You know, so it's just like all of these all of this material that I'm going to necessarily throw away or recycle. I now can have endless of material to build and make my canvases from without a cost of me necessarily having to go to the art store. So that's how that necessarily was born and, and, and created. And at this point now I am just like, you know, it also ties into my lifestyle and who I am as a person. 
you know. So like for me, I went and got an engineering degree, went in IT, decided, you know what, like that really isn't the life that I want. I'm actually going to be a painter and this is what I'm going to do. So I'm all about second chances. You know what I'm saying? I believe in them. And I believe that when you have that opportunity of a second chance, you take it and you make something beautiful out of it. And that's what I'm doing with all of this stuff. I'm taking all of these things that I either was too small, too ugly, you know what I'm saying, or broken. People give up on them, you know. know? Left It's been hanging around for a long time and and it's it's just, you know what I'm saying? So it's like all of these things that, you know, sometimes people just don't want to let go, you know? So for me, it's like, hey, you know what? Instead of me just getting rid of you, I'm going to now put you in a new setting. You know what I'm saying? And and recreate you in 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 a different setting and make you beautiful in that way, you know, through my painting. And that's how I'm able to give all these materials a second chance to to be somewhere else instead of just end up in the landfill somewhere. I like that second chance. So would you say you have a, a, a specific process on choosing these materials to create the texture and visuals you are, or it just kind of, no, whatever that, whatever that day is uh, feeling. It's not like, it's not, it's not extremely thought out to that, to that per se. Right. Like um, for me, it's more or less like, um, as I collect these materials, they take interest from from the time I collect it. Um, so for me, like I say, I automatically keep all the advertisement paper that I get sent in the mail. Like all that advertisement from Burger King, all the companies and all that stuff. Because I find that stuff is very good just based, based stuff to just to start my platform on. You know what I'm saying? Because one, you get so much of it, you know. And then I specifically save certain fabrics and clothing due to just necessarily the texture of the clothing, the color of the clothing, or if there's a certain type of pattern. So that's where I might hold those. Now, as far as me using this stuff, I just necessarily use what I have in hand. But I've already thought, they've already had the thought process of I've already liked it and wanted it because that's why I kept it. So I'm just not keeping everything and then trying to figure out if I want it later. It's like if I've already put it in the bag, I've already something I've already intrigued. Your me. mind has always started processing from when you decided to keep it. <laughs> yeah, that what is going to be used and how it's going to be used. And that's typically how a lot of my stuff goes, you know what I'm saying? Because sometimes like when I have all this stuff uh, bonded together, like all these papers and these cardboards and stuff, I'd be like, hey, you know what? I need that piece of fabric that I had or such and such. And I was like, oh, let me go through this bag and see if I can find it. You know what I'm saying? And then I was like, oh, yep. yeah, there it goes. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, that's just how my mind kind of necessarily work in that way. But like, I if like the that. actual material itself has some sort of specific meaning, I really wouldn't say per se. None, like none of the works that I've did in the past. But for my solo show, I am trying to um, uh, convey that, you know what I'm saying, with these new pieces. That's the reason why my uh, solo show is going to be titled Second Chances. And they're going to be a little bit more thought out with the materials of what, what is precisely used. Um, and I want this to be sort of dedicated to where I come from. So I want to use things from my actual hometown and stuff like that. So, um, you know, and then uh, I'm trying not to paint as much over these materials. So then for people can actually see that they what they were beforehand, because right now yeah. I saturated so much with paint. But sometimes people don't even realize that they are it, that the entire piece is made from reclaimed material. 
you know what I'm saying? Like every aspect of it is is made from reclaimed material. Nice. So when is this Second Chances solo show? That's going to be next year. Um, so it'll be around Mother's Day uh, weekend, the second nice. day. And, and where's your hometown? You said it's going to affect your hometown. So where is hometown? Hometown, I am from Martinsville, Virginia. It is a small town in Virginia, southwest Virginia. You're a small town boy? Yes, Making it in the big city as yeah. an artist? Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god maybe that's why i resonated with you i'm a country music lover like i keep oh, telling people and I, I need to find my myself a country boy because country boy is not the understanding of love when you listen to those songs you're just like can i get a country boy because this rap and hip-hop clearly don't know shit <laughs> <clears throat> So, so I'm gonna need you to to hook me up with your country single friends, okay? I'm I'm looking for a country boy. <laughs> Man. So, um, you're also a tattoo artist. Would you say the way you create your art is influence how you do your tattoos? Um, nah, I would say my my tattoos is just necessarily comes from like a um, it comes from a deconstructive mind state. Yeah, you know I'm saying. So I, for me, for a tattoo, I see an image. I want to deconstruct it, put it back together in its most simplest form, and then make it to where it's still there, but without but removing thing, moving chunks of it. You know what I'm saying? So it's about for me, it's like breaking things down and putting it back together. That's how I see tattooing. Has there ever been somebody who has told you, "Listen, I want this piece," and you've been like, "No, nah, fuck, I ain't drawing that piece." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, honestly, I mean, it's just, it's more or less like people are sending photos beforehand. I let them know, it's like, yeah, I don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Know what I do. And it's like, you know, I can do something similar. I can do something, you know, on my flair. Otherwise, I'm not, you know, there's no need for us to continue on going back and forth. You know, you might. No time wasting. Ain't nobody got time to waste, you know? Yeah, that's that's exactly what you want. Then I was like, I'm not the artist for you. Lie. And I like that. You know, some people tend when you already know what what you are good at, or even it's not being good at when you already know what gives you pleasure in in doing. Like it's okay to say no to other things. I feel like some people end up getting lost in the misses because they get hungry for the money. That okay, fine, I'll do that, but that's not your brand that's not your out of the norm that's not you end up confusing people you end up losing yourself you end up wondering like oh fuck you confuse you know yeah <laughs> the universe doesn't even know how to end up blessing you because you just running yeah, all over because you're greedy yeah it's like, greedy yeah. greedy <laughs> yeah i mean at the end of the day you still got to be conscientious of of how you accept some blessings right like yeah like, Every yes isn't a good yes. You know what Such I'm saying? A... Like, I mean, it's just, that's just point blank. Like, I mean, you don't have to say yes to everything. Like, if it doesn't align to necessarily how you see yourself or see your brand, then you shouldn't necessarily go with it. It doesn't matter how much they pay or what they are, what your, like, end results will be. And I feel if you're morally, is, aren't, like, really connected to something or it doesn't align with you, you shouldn't do it at all. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you shouldn't force yourself to be doing shit that you don't want to do. That's so true. Um, there was a time, like, recently, 
Um, during my last season, uh, a company hit me up. They found me, and it was like my first sponsorship email. And I was like so excited, like, oh, my God. You know, this is one that I didn't reach out to them. They found me. They reached out. You know, you get that excitement, like, I'm a big person now. People are reaching out to me. <laughs> and then um, I didn't even know how. I didn't even have media kit. That's when it was also like a wake-up call to go do a media kit and shit. And then we went back and forth on the pricing, and um, they didn't agree with my pricing. And then something told me, you know what, Paula? And I was very hungry for the money. Like, I was, like, counting on that money. But I looked at it, and I was like, you know what? They're their branding doesn't also kind of go with me. So it's okay to say no to it. I was like, it's all right. Maybe next time, you know, maybe it's not the right time for us to work. And then next thing I know, I got another better sponsorship deal where I'm not getting paid, but I'm, I'm getting the help with writing a book that I've been wanting to write for two years, but I've been stuck and not wanting to do it. And I was like, I actually want this sponsorship more better. I want to finish my book this year. <laughs> and they will help me and they're giving me that. And we have been working on my book right now. So I'm like, you know what? It's okay to sometimes go with your instincts and saying no, however much you want that money, because you never know what better deal. Because if I had taken that, I wouldn't have got this. And then I would have had to pay more money to to get their help with writing my book and now I'm getting it for free for them sponsoring my podcast. I'm like, sometimes it's okay to say no because if you feel in your heart it's not your brand or something tells you, I always follow my instincts. I'm just like, yeah, something doesn't seem right here. It's okay. I'll pass on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have to we have to be okay with like, be, like feeling that and being like, oh yeah, I'm not feeling it. Like my gut, like having that gut feeling like is, is everything. Like, and it's okay to listen to that gut sometimes because it was right. Such a, <laughs> so how did you get into tattooing? Um, so I got into tattooing through here, being at Peter Street Station. Um, so like I said, this building is actually owned by Maya Bailey, who is also a um, entrepreneur, an artist, um, tattoo artist, and he's a co-founder of City of Inc., uh, which is a couple blocks down. Um, that is the flagship um, shop which has been around for about 13, 14 years, uh, I want to say, in Castleberry Hill. Um, so, yeah, this is his space, and that's where I started volunteering here uh, under his space, helping him build this space out. And uh, like I said, me being in this space, I was seeing him tattooing and kind of just seeing that whole process. And then, like, for Maya, he has his own style of tattooing, so, like, people actually get his his actual artwork. So when I saw his how he paint transfer it to his skin i was like oh that's fire that's dope like i don't gotta actually like copy and just like put people's ideas like i can actually have my own like actual creative way and and take it from there so like when i learned that from him i kind of like hey um you think i can learn how to tattoo he was like of course like i was like would you, would you teach me he was like of course i'll teach you like you know what i'm saying what you you know what i'm saying like you're helping me with this building. Like, that's the least I could do is, you know what I'm saying, teach you and, and, you know what I'm saying, be my apprentice. He was like, I was hoping you was going to ask to be my apprentice, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, and that's just how that happened. I ended up just asking to be his apprentice. And, and yeah, I ended up being his apprentice around 2019. And I did my apprenticeship for two years. And, and, and you see the power the power of volunteering because you started volunteering your time there it ended up giving you more you learning more skills which are also now your part of your financial stream like look at that and 
because you could have had to spend a lot more going to either tattoo school or paying somebody to to teach you but you go learning that from just volunteering your time and the power of asking i feel like most people are so scared about asking because they fear of the word no i tell people shoot your shot even if you get a no you're already on a no right and we talked about this that day like if they say no you're already on a no so it's not like you're losing shit but then yeah. otherwise it could be a yes and you get now you're at a tattoo in a tattoo show or it could be like okay you know i'm not the right person for you but i know the right person who can be able to give you this kind of service but nobody's gonna feed you if you're not opening your mouth to be fair <laughs> yeah, exactly and then just to speak on the whole apprenticeships like uh most apprenticeships they say my would say uh can range anywhere from five thousand to ten thousand dollars that's what people look at like, that tattoo apprenticeships yeah you know look saying? at that like, all you had to do was volunteer your time and it saved you five to ten thousand like look at that i tell people like change this mindset oh i'm doing it for free oh like my i have my friend malaysia actually when we came to to that event it was her birthday she does events and half of the time she will she will include me when she's doing certain events she'll be like hey you want to host this event you want to do this and the one she can pay me she'll tell me up front like hey this one i can get you this and then another one she'll be like this one i can't get you any shit i'm like that's fine i'm still in the room because either way i would have to pay a ticket to come in that room but if i'm working and i like working these events like uh conferences or networking events because when you're working them, you actually get to more, meet more people, especially when I'm checking you in or anything. You get the first event end with me. I talk to you. And then later on, people always end up coming to stand around there. And, and I'm very charming. I always make people find me at the end of the day and come talk yeah. to me again. So I'm like, I volunteer four hours. It's like I'm not getting paid. I would still, if if I wasn't. If I said no, I would still have to buy a ticket and come. So if that's how my, my ticket, I will work the event. It's okay. Like, But I'm in that room with people I don't know where there's connections will lead to. But even if they don't lead anywhere, I will learn something because it's a networking event. They have panels. They have something. I'll be there learning something. So it's okay to give up your time, few hours of your time for free shit because you never know you never know yeah man it's just because i mean the power of knowledge is so much more valuable yeah so true yeah that shit it's priceless you know <laughs> like you know and then having someone to actually that's been in that field and things like that to really properly teach you it's just like it's a way yeah i could have been a self-taught tattoo artist but then it would have took me a lot longer to be a better tattoo artist right like you know what i'm saying because most of a lot of self-tattoo artists their first couple of years, they're fucking people up. You know what I'm saying? There's so much YouTube can teach you. There's so much YouTube can... <laughs> know, some things that you, you know what I'm saying, that you actually got to have a profession kind of show you. Yeah. Way. You know what I'm saying? I would say tattooing is one of those things. Yeah, like you can learn a lot more skills afterwards, whatever, but I would say that initial skill, like you probably need somebody to kind of be watching over you, making sure you ain't going too deep into the skin and certain things like that. But once you got that, then yeah, you know what I'm saying? You can learn a lot more from YouTube, but I wouldn't recommend anyone's like, yeah, you just pick that up on YouTube. Like, nah, you should go, go get an apprenticeship under a professional tattoo artist, learn from them, and then pick up some more shit from YouTube. You know what I'm saying? And that's the trend. And, and look at that. Once you asked, the guy himself was like, 
I thought you'd never ask. Sometimes these people are waiting for you to ask. Because if I'm going to waste my time, I'm not going to come ask if you are interested. I need you to show initiative like you really want. I will give you my time. Exactly, exactly. So where, do, where does your inspiration come from? Because we know in creative, there's always this creative block, right? So how do you deal with that? Where does your inspiration come from? Me, personally, um, I don't really believe in a creative block. You know what I'm saying? Personally, me. Um, I, I find that long as you're actively working towards that craft every single day, um, there, there is some sort of creativity that, that will spark. Um, so, like, for me, like, for me, it's just, like, um, I don't really need much inspiration other than, than me waking up in the morning. You know what I'm saying? The fact is that I'm able to wake up and breathe. That's enough inspiration for me to actually go downstairs and create. You know what I'm saying? Because I have another day to just be able to do whatever it is I want to do. You know what I'm saying? So the fact is that I can wake up every day and do that is my inspiration. You know? Have you ever thought of being, have you ever thought of being a motivational speaker? (laughs) (laughs) I know I'm not the first one who has probably mentioned this to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. We're we going we to circle to that in the near future because me and you are now yeah. besties for life. But, so, yeah, man. I mean, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm inspired by life, just me being able to live and breathe. You know what I'm saying? Like, for me, like like, I have to actively be working and doing my hands. Like uh, like I said, I'm, I'm a, I, was, I was raised extremely hard working as a child you know what i'm saying like i've been working in the yards and stuff probably since i was like eight nine years old you know what i'm saying so i've i've had this concept of just being able to to just like i said this i don't like to sit down so for me it's just like i have to actively be working you know what i'm saying me sitting idle for a long period of time is just it's like i said it's just it feels weird at, at a time if i'm not actually physically resting like I just can't just you know what I'm saying just how was COVID for day. you? It was it was a struggle, you know, because I like to leave my house, <laughs> so I couldn't leave my crib. It was just like, well, fuck, what do where do I go? What do I do with myself now? Because like I don't like I don't like sitting around the house, like just you know, what I'm saying if I ain't got nothing to do. <laughs> so for me, I had to find a lot of things to just try to keep me active. You know, what I'm saying like. I feel you. I mean, I, I ended up with a podcast during COVID because I also, I literally went from having two jobs and me and Malaysia were planning on this party because she was launching a company and we literally didn't cancel until last minute because it was supposed to happen on 420 and we're like, oh my God, they said it's only two weeks lockdown. We, let's keep going. It's going to come. And the day and the day I was told don't go to work while lockdown, I was like, oh my God, you know what? I needed this break. I'm going to do all this shit. I ended up doing everything on my list on that one afternoon and I was looking at myself. I was like, that was supposed to be shit to last me two weeks. Now what do I do with myself? <laughs> What do I do? Like literally, and and if I'm idle, I end up drinking. I'm like, okay, I can't keep drinking. I need something. That's when I ended up having a podcast, and I started getting excited and doing shit. But it, 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 I I hate being bored. I hate not doing something. Like I will even wake up and just be like, fine. I need content. I need new pictures. 
I just go find a place with my trap sword and dress up and start taking pictures yeah. and creating content on the street. I'm like, you know what? This is content for a whole week. So good. But I I can't just sit around. Like It feels like I'm cheating on life. It does. It does. You know what I'm saying? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say that I don't sit around and binge. Oh, I do too. Trust shows. me. I do. Yeah. You know and like, I definitely have my days, but like, I like for me, if I did it two days in a row, I'd be like, bruh, like, you gotta get your life together. Like, you know what I'm saying? You know, you only allow one of those days. <laughs> That's what I do. If I, if I end up on Saturday not doing shit, then Sunday I'll have to do shit. But if Saturday I was content creating, I was doing what, and then Sunday I'd be like, you know what? I'm allowed to be a little bit lazy. Or the whole weekend I work. But I, I, I try to balance it to, uh, that's what I'm saying. It's important to give yourself grace. But if I say this weekend I was lazy and then the next weekend again I'm lazy, like that shit will eat me up. I'll be like, Paula, you already had the whole weekend last week. Get up, do something. Figure it out. <laughs> Create something. Something. Go out. Go swim. Yeah. At least even just go meet people. Go walk. Go around. And, like, at least I need to do something. But I can't just be lazy. So now you as you you already told us you come from a small town, a country boy. So uh, would you say coming to Atlanta and it being a big city uh, and the culture in Atlanta, the atmosphere, is it influence your creative expression? Um, yeah, I would say, but I think the big cities have always like influenced my creativity. Like for me, I've always wanted to live in bigger cities. Um, cause I mean, I left home at 18 and I never went back. You know what I'm saying? Just to remind you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I left at 18. And I never went back. Not as in like visit, but I just, I never lived. I've never lived at home since I've been 18. You know what I'm saying? So when I, uh, left home at 18, I went to Newport news, Virginia, mm-hmm. which was a bigger city near Virginia beach. And I was out there for five years. And even during those summer periods, I didn't come home. I stayed out there. You know what I'm saying? So I five years I did there. And then I went to D.C. Uh, after I graduated college. And then I was up in D.C. for four and a half years before I came to Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, I've always I had to. For me, it was just trying to find the right city that I can finally call home. You know what I'm saying? And Atlanta has, I will say, has has given me that. You know what I'm saying? It's the first city where it's like, I don't feel like, you know, it's actually the first city where I've said, oh, I'm going home. <laughs> you know, I feel like you, you would also kind of blend in very well in New Orleans. New Orleans? I've never been. I've never been. I still got to go. That's one place I've Cause, been. Because no offense, um, you know, I, I'm a big fan of your wife and I've been stalking her Instagram page and I know you guys love to eat and I've seen the way like you guys. So I feel like, I'm like, I feel like New Orleans. Her and her mom is actually going to New Orleans in a couple of weeks. She's taking her mom to New Orleans for the first time. Yeah, okay. uh, and my wife's Haitian, so it's like, uh, oh, yeah, oh yeah. yeah, tell your wife, so. tell your wife, uh, she has a forever welcome on talk show with you. You know, I've I, 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 I've become such a fan, and I even follow both her pages. I'm like, I hope she doesn't feel like I'm a creeper, but but you know, when, when you're in this journey, those are the people you follow because she's in content creating space. I know she has a podcast, so I'm like, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so I was like. And I was like, after I, I was like, let me just interview the boo. Then one day I'll pu- pull up on a DM and be like, hey, girl, hey. Yeah, no, she would definitely be down. She would definitely be down, man. Like I say, um, she does well. Like I said, she um, she has a podcast as well. 
Um, I know that she hasn't recorded uh, much this year because I know we've been moving and renovating. And then, like I said, you got to sometimes it be like that. Yeah, running a business, and then like I say, people don't realize how much work goes into a podcast when you gotta actually record it, chop yeah. it up, do all. If you're something, if you're a one man team, like you know, what I'm saying like <laughs> one time, one time on Clubhouse, I went off with this lady because she was telling people because I was talking about oh my 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 podcast goes on break. Like I do 15 episodes a season, I take a one month break. Then the next month I come, I do record one month. Then the, that's why the episodes come out in September. That way I'm just concentrating on promoting and and process editing and all that. And then this lady was telling people like, no, you shouldn't take breaks. People will forget you. People will find something else. I'm like, even shows on TV go on breaks and we still get excited when the season is coming back up. And we still watch old shows. We binge on them while we wait. I'm like... <clears throat> You are talking like that because you just go into the studio, you record, and you have a whole team that does the marketing. That does. If I had people who do that, trust me, I will go on year round. All I have to do is sit here and just talk shit, and everybody does everything else. I would, I would tell people don't get a break. But if I'm doing recording, editing, looking for guests, promoting, and I still have a full time job, and I'm still showing up for people and everything you're going to drain yourself and, and you're still not getting paid yet and you're going to lose interest because you're going to be so overwhelmed that that's why it's okay to take breaks because when you take a break, you figure out, okay, like right now your wife's show is on a break. She's taking a break. It might give her ideas of when she comes back, she has rebranded. She has a different vision of how she wants to take it. It gives you a different perspective. It also makes you remember why your why is why you're doing it or maybe what you want to switch up so it's okay to take a break if people don't lose interest or some shows don't come back for all year i mean look at movies you would wait two years for a new movie to come out and you would still be excited as long as you are engaging with your audience and keeping them up to date and staying trust me people will stay but don't listen to these so-called gurus who all they have to do is five percent of the hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was like, it'd be nice to get to that point, but as of right now, you know, you gotta take breaks when you're. Yeah, and do what you wanna do as long as you're honest with your audience and your people. Trust me, they'll wait for you. And as long as your content is still what they require, people will find you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And they would still, they definitely still, still check you out. Yeah. Yeah. And and when I go on break, some people are like, oh my God, I'm so glad you went on break because it's giving me time to catch up. Because not everybody is listening as soon as it comes out. Some people, just like our our shows, some Netflix shows, I wait for the entire season to be over (laughs) so I can binge watch it on one show. Some people have that too for, for, podcast like let me wait for until the season so i can binge watch it throughout and people tell me oh my god i'm so glad you went on break it gives me time to catch up by the time you're back with your next episode i'm like oh thank you for that feedback that's very helpful because you know it makes me feel not guilty and even though i'm on break my social media is still active i still share post on my on episodes and keep you updated i'm still working on content creating like come on man it's okay to take a break on your podcast yeah, or your yeah. art or your anything. Don't don't lose your mental health on that shit. 
<laughs> no, I trust me. I've learned uh, tremendously a lot. You know what I'm saying? Within these last five years on just all of that, you know, um, shit. I used to stress a lot. You know, I, I think I would say within this last year, I've gotten better at not stressing. You know it saying? takes because it takes time and work. <laughs> it does, you know what I'm saying? Because like I say, when you I mean when you are self-employed, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, especially when it when you're in the art field, you know, it can be some scarce months sometimes, you know. Sure, so yeah. it's like, you know, you can be like, damn, where the, where's the next check coming from? Like, ain't nobody buying no art, nobody's booking no tattoos, nobody's buying no frames. Like, yeah, those are my three ways to make money, and ain't neither one of them making me no money. It's like, yo, what the hell am I about to do? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you start questioning like, you know, the right choice in life. Like, you know, Bruh. <laughs> it be, it, 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 it be stressful times. You know, but at the end of the day, I can say by the time I need that finance or whatever it is, it shows up. You know what I'm saying? If it just be a day before. Or something like that. It at the end of the day, like for me, I can say that it has always shown up. You know what I'm saying? And if it hasn't, I wouldn't be here today. You know what I'm saying? Like I've have not been there, I've not went back to anyone's job, you know what I'm saying, in five years. So like it's working. <laughs> and and that's in believing Yeah, and that's in believing that's in believing yourself and also following your own roadmap. I think also most of us, when we get into this creative space, we want to copy somebody else's exactly. roadmap and, and compare, but their journey was different. That roadmap was suitable for you. You just concentrate on your journey, do you? Because once you start copying other people's journey, you lose your your um what's your identity and once you lose your identity you can copy as you can go and copy even richard branson's roadmap and he won't take you nowhere because you have lost your identity so stick on your own roadmap just yeah. worry about you and your work stop comparing get inspired but don't compare because everybody's roadmap is suitable for them their journey is suitable for them you don't want to go like here, look at us. Trump talking about he got a loan from his father to do to get his business up there. Now, how are you gonna compare yourself to somebody who was given a check off a whatever money to go start his business, and you are doing it by paycheck to paycheck? paycheck Make yeah, it sense. Like, you know, you gotta you gotta shift your mindset and just concentrate on your journey and your identity. Indeed, indeed, indeed. So, art has a unique way of connecting people, right? Can you share a story of a memorable interaction or impact your art has had on someone? I know, I, I know there must have been somebody who came up to you and shared how your art has impacted them. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I've had a person come up to me crying before. Yeah, I'm saying. Um, and this is actually one of my older pieces from in the, in the past. Um, it was titled A Trap Reality. You know what I'm saying? And um, this is when I was going through a time when I was still working in corporate America. And I was just like, I was fully, fully feeling trapped. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't know how to get out of the situation. And I painted this picture of, of a guy in a suit. But yet, when he saw himself in the mirror, it was just a torn down suit, chained down. You know what I'm saying? In reality, you know what I'm saying? But on the outside, he looked like this clean, nice businessman that had his life together. 
you know. Um, and when a guy saw that, man, he just started crying, you know, and came and asked if he could hug me, you know what I'm saying, and asked if, like, he, if, he, if I could explain the situation because he's like, well, I, what I see in this photo is I feel like my life is going through that right now. And then when I kind of explained the situation, he said, that's exactly what I'm going through. And, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And for me, it was just like, I was just like, well, fuck. I was like, I mean, that's what I'm going through too, man. Like, that's why I'm here. I'm, I'm, that's why I'm showing The power you know what I'm saying? So it's just like that was probably one of the most probably like I would say probably the most powerful ones that just like I don't know, I haven't had you know since somebody come up and just cry to me, you know what I'm saying? This is a grown ass man crying to me too. So it's just like it threw me off. You know what I'm saying? Like it just brought tears to his eyes. That <laughs> must have been a, a really like fuck, I'm good at what I do because to make somebody cry, it's like when I get a review on Apple about my podcast and I'm like, oh my God, a stranger just felt something out of listening to my shit. So, you know, (laughs) so, and especially if it's a grown-ass man, you're like, damn, this piece, this, that I created for my emotions, literally made a grown-ass man cry and resonate to it. That must be like refreshing, like that, I feel like when, whenever you want to give up and you think about that moment, you're like, nah, man, I got to keep going. The people will you know need this yeah. yeah, yeah, you know. Um, and I would say I think most, like, a lot of the work, a lot of the abstract work that I'm creating nowadays, um, I always say I would have a lot of people that may have that, like, mind-blown kind of, like, look to them a lot of times, you know. Um, and that may be off of just the presentation of my work. Um, and also like I make these irregular shaped frames now too, as well. So, um, when I just showed that a couple of weeks ago, I mean, that was just one of those situations where people were just like, how the hell did you do that? Like, uh, you know what I'm saying? It's just one of those, you know, just kind of just make you scratch your heads. And I love those. <laughs> nice. Do you have a sump over there? I want to see these frames. No? Yeah, um, let me see. Um, I don't have the irregular shape frame here. No, I don't. Actually, because I've only... Shame on you. I mean, you knew you were doing this shit today. You were supposed to have something, something to shine. I'm just missing. Oh, I, I have some of my artwork here. I have my artwork here. I you want to show it? Yes, of course. Hold on, let me go grab something. Uh, yeah. yeah, I've only made two irregular shaped frames. One of them I sold, and then the other one is a part of a show. Ah. Okay. Doesn't this remind you of show and tell in school? Go ahead yeah. and show and tell us. So this is oh. a small painting. Nice. This is, this is one that's made from uh, recycled material. Is that like a wood and then like the, the abstract coming? Ah. Yeah, so you have a piece of cardboard. This backing is a cardboard. This here is some fabric from the white skirt. And then another piece of cardboard. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, this is all cardboard and fabric. I love it. Yeah. I love it. That's what that is. And then the same with this one as well. Nice. Put them next to each other. So it's a part of a series. Uh, I, 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 I can tell, and I can also tell the difference. One, like, there's, like, a, a, I'm going to call it a dirty road, like, you know, the brown walking down, and then one, like, the thunder stroking down. That's how I call yeah, it. So, yeah, <laughs> right here, that was actually titled the, the, the Stairs to Greatness. Oh, yeah, like, going up. I see the light. I'm coming. 
Yeah, so these are some like older works from 2021. Um, so this will be a part of my show that I have next week. I'm having a show. Next All week. right. Tell yeah. me, I know this episode won't be out next week, but I will definitely clip this part out and put it out um, to support that next week. So what's the show you got going on next week? Uh, what so event is going on next week? It's called uh, The Takeover at Gilly, um, at Gilly Coffee Shop in Stone Mountain. Um, so I'm basically be showcasing my artwork from 2021 to 2023. So people can see my artistic journey, see how I've grown and see how my art has changed over the last uh, two to three years. You know, so that's pretty much all I'll be doing with this right here. So I'm going to show around about 30, close to 40 pieces of my work. And uh, so like I said, I'm going to activate the entire space. So they have two floors. So I activate the top and bottom floor. Nice. So this is next trick one. So it'll be uh, August 25th at 8.30. 8.30 p.m. Yep. How much is it? No, it's just free of charge. All right. Yeah, I just I just invite people out to come by art. <laughs> I will post it over there to show support, and I will try my best to make. Oh shit! On the twenty fifth, I'm actually going to De- uh, Detroit on the twenty fifth, coming back on twenty sixth. I was supposed to go to an award show. My my podcast got nominated for my first award, and I wasn't gonna go because of financial issues. And my mom was like. You know, it's your first award. If you do get it, you um, uh, you would want to be there because you've never been nominated. And something was telling me, you know what? You never know the people in that room, how we are going to connect and what's going right. to come out of it. Let thing. me go. Yeah, let me figure it out. Let me crunch up that number if I don't have to eat for one week and go. And then how about I get an email a day ago about the show has been pushed to October 6th. I've already asked for a day off at work. I booked the flight and Frontier are not good at returning money. But because um, there's this clubhouse I attend Monday to Friday, 8 a.m. to 7 a.m. about uh, podcasting and two of the people in there are in Detroit and they're going to be my date for this award because I had two plus one. So I was like, you know, I may, I meant to come meet you guys. So I'm still going to come because otherwise I lose my ticket. So fuck the award. So I'm going there just to hang out with them. And I'm like, maybe this is the connection I was meant to go and okay, meet up right. and, you know, and the guy's wife is excited about meeting us and everything. So we're going to have a blast. So I'm going to be in Detroit and then come. But I'll make sure I send some people and post it for you and support in any way I can. Yeah, I appreciate it. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. So the creative journey is filled with highs and challenges, as we all know. How do you handle these challenges? How do you stay positive in a time when you it is really hard to stay positive? And how do you keep your mental health sane? Because being an artist, and especially one who are full-time at it, and building your brand, doing all this shit, can really fuck up with your mental health. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. a struggle between you know so how do you handle all that and stay sane um i mean i'm still trying to figure it out and how to, how to handle it and, you know i would say my wife is uh is a is a is a big help with all of that um she really kind of helps me keep me grounded you know what i'm saying in nice. a sense kind of if she sees me spiraling, you know what I'm saying? She, she's kind of there to kind of like, you know what I'm saying, to reassure me that, hey, like, you know, this is... We got this. You're not alone. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I would say my wife, you know what I'm saying? That's who, like, truly keeps me grounded. I mean, you know what I'm saying? And if she's not around, 
you know, uh, I mean, hate to say it or whatever. What I typically do is just shit, uh, it's just I smoke a blunt and just like be able to have my, let my, it, it allows me to just take it all in and take a second for myself and then just kind of like release and reflect. You know, otherwise, like it's all this anger or this built up, and then you just kind of just start to, you know, just start to react off of that. You know, um, so yeah, sometimes if if I, she's not around, something like that, I mean, I just smoke a blunt, and uh, yeah, and that should have just like really just calmed me down to really just help me just like slow my mind down and just kind of just um, just just pace me and help me be grounded again. Yeah, you know I'm saying. Um, but yeah, that's that's that. Those are my vices, my wife and, and my weed. <laughs> and I believe that anytime I'm feeling creative blockage or anything, I smoke a blunt. And next thing, I'm like, you know what? I should do this shit. This should. You know what? I should make this content. You know what? I should go live right now and talk some shit. You know what? I should have this person on my like. You know, smoking a blunt really does come and for me it also gets me much more creative or gives me a little push on my creative the strength that i needed like i feel like um so what i've been doing with my book right because i hate writing so what i do my 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 editor wanted me to um send her audios and then she transcribes them so um, I didn't want to do audio, so I did them in videos. That way, when my book comes out, I can have content to promote it with. Okay. So, so yeah, so I was like, this is going to be content for the future that I'm like, I needed this shit. But um, <clears throat> so anytime I wanted to start recording, I'd be like, man, fuck, I don't want to record. But I'm going to then I smoke a blunt and I'm like, we don't understand. Put me in front of the camera. Let's stop the shit. <laughs> And I just start talking, 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 talking. Like, I literally ended up doing three in one evening because I smoked the blunt. And she's like, you must be on something today. I'm like, hell, fuck yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah be like... so you're a happy high person then. That means, like, you know what I'm saying? You get extremely happy and, and, and joyful. And, and you know, the, that's the funny thing because I started smoking because I had sleeping issues. I used to not be able to sleep. And then sleeping pills, I got addicted to them and um, they wouldn't help me anymore. So I would smoke. And as soon as I smoked, I would pass out. Like my friends would be like getting ready to go out. And I'd be like, because I'm the girl who has no hair, doesn't do makeup. Like, and I take like, <laughs> like I dress up, I, I, I shower in like 20 minutes, I dress up in 10. Like I'm ready in 30 minutes. <laughs> So, I, and once I'm ready, I'm ready to go. And, and, and once I'm ready, I'm ready to walk out the door. I don't want to wait. Like, so, I would normally let my girls get ready because they'll take an hour doing makeup and things. So, by the time they're done with their makeup, I'll be like, okay, I'm going to go shower. But then, so when they're doing that, I'll be like, I'm going to take a nap and then wake me up when it's my time to. They'll start waking me up. I'm like, yo, go ahead. I'm not going. That's how much it used to put me to bed. And then now it got to an extent where I work at customer service at home because if I want to be very cheaply to customers, I need to smoke my blunt before I go to work. Like, And then when I go to work, it's 7 a.m. and my manager is looking at me like, welcome to Hungers. How can I assist you? Let's do this. And my manager is like, well, it's 7 fucking a.m. I'm like, I know. Yes. 
But then once it starts dying off, they literally see like my energy like I'm like, okay. Thank God for those pens and the gummy bears. Like homegoods was just a whole, but you know, so Widows really helped my creativity side. It went from making me a sleepy child to a like like if I have to go anywhere where I don't like people, I have to show my parents. I smoke up and I'll come there now. You'll be like, you sure you guys don't like each other? Because at that point, I'm like on cloud nine, like, motherfucker, I love everybody today. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's spread this love out here. <laughs> I feel you. I, feel I you. mean, did you see me when I walked into the studio? We had just smoked in the car. We're like, okay, let's go get this fucking tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> So speaking of tattoos, what would you say your, do you have a dream tattoo? Like, God, I really want to draw this tattoo. Or I really want to tattoo this person. Do you have a dream tattoo? And nobody? None? Other than than me, like, I just, I really would love my my experience to take off. My tattoo experience. You know what I'm saying? And what does that look for you, your tattoo experience? My tattoo experience is my clients come in. And they create the designs themselves. You know what I'm saying? And however we create that, we create that with paintbrushes, fabric, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But it's just the idea is like you sit there, you able to create these things. And then after you've done, I then take what you have there. We pick your favorite things out of that. And I design some around it. I've done it three times, three, four times. Those are like my favorite tattoo sessions. Because like at the end of the day, like you don't know what you're getting. I don't know what you're getting. And, and and even what you're getting isn't necessarily something, but it's it's about the experience that you had at that moment. You know what I'm saying? It's something that you will forever remember. I will forever remember, and it's a story that you can forever tell. You know what I'm saying? Because okay, like, we're gonna yeah. have to do one of those now. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because like I've had it where you know I've had a client come in. You know what I'm saying? I gave her sheets of paper, blocked it out, and just like yo, have fun, just making brush strokes, just let loose, like release whatever tension you have and just just i just keep feeding you with paper you did it for like 30 minutes you know what i'm saying it's like do you feel loose now like yeah and then i was like i mean then just talking and just we're just conversing you know and that's just like you know just able to just kind of like get to know each other and stuff like that and then after that you know um i was like all right i think you're calm enough we can just go and put that down and then from there i was like yeah just pick out your favorite lines of brush strokes that you like from all of these pieces of paper you know what i'm saying then they did that, and then I was like, okay, cool. Take a picture of that, and then I designed a tattoo around all of those, and it made something from it, you know? And nice. it looks like a bird, but at the end of the day, it's not, a, it's not a bird. It's not, it's just, it was just four of her strokes that we positioned into a design, you know what I'm saying? And I tattooed it on a ribcage. And you know, tattoos are supposed to mean whatever they mean to you, so I feel like that experience, even if uh, whatever you end up getting doesn't actually make any sense. It's that experience. Like I created this, I had this experience. Like that's, I'm drawing my. This is my experience. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's 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 it's, it's, a, it's a mind blowing like concept to try to explain to somebody because so so many people are like, um, you know, this idea of like tattoos that they have to be this extremely deep deep meaning, right? And for me, tattoos don't have to be that deep. 
You know what I'm saying? You don't got to have this whole life story of why you putting that ink. You know what I'm saying? I just like tattoos. I, you know what I'm saying? I, you know what I'm saying? I think they're cool. I get tattoos of random shit. You know what I'm saying? That I just like. You know, that's just who I am. I mean, I got a tattoo about ATL and I'd never been to ATL. I got it in Malaysia and everybody was like, so I'm like, well, because, you know, I like T.I., I like uh, Kerry Hilson, and I'm a big fan of Lee Wayne. He doesn't live in, 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 in uh, he doesn't live in Atlanta, but his family, like Atlanta is like home to him because his wife and maybe mama there. So I figured, why not get ATL, right? <laughs> it's as simple as that. There's nothing deep to it. Like, I just have my favorite artists from there. <laughs> <laughs> you know and that's and that's just like that's pretty much what like this experience is it's like it's nothing that's extremely deep or whatever it's just about i wanted they they wanted a tattoo they wanted this experience and they liked me as an artist you know and i'm an abstract artist so you have an abstract tattoo on you like but it's like what's the dopest thing to go to someone and say yeah it's like it's like i actually designed this tattoo like legitimately like those are my brush strokes like i made that all he did was trace it over and piece it together and did it. But it's like, that's literally my shit. I own the shit. I own the shit. You know? And then Liz, that, it's just like, that. that is just, I don't know, it's just, it's, just, it's just like those life memories in a sense. Like, you know, that's just what that's I That's so I, true. Yeah. Yes, so true. You're creating, you're create, you're creating moments and memories and living through them in your body. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There you go. Boom, boom. And that <laughs> right there is uh, more memorable in my in, in my sense. Yeah, you know I'm saying so true. Cause you're thinking about that experience, that moment when you were doing that, you created that. It means way more because you you were part of that process. You literally created that process. Exactly, exactly. And also, it was just like uh, you know, it was just you like, had fun as well. Not even that, but you're gonna actually remember who I am. Hell to the fuck yeah, because no tattoo artist is giving you that that fucking experience. Yeah, it's not even, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people who get tattoos, they can't tell you that fucking tattoo artist's name. And that's just like, that's like the worst. You know what I'm saying? It's like, damn, you are literally a walking advertisement, but it's like, damn, you can't even pass off the advertisement for me because you don't even remember me. <laughs> and, and, and saying that is so funny because I don't remember my... Um, I have had one, two, three, four. All my four tattoos were done with one guy in Malaysia and I don't remember his name. I remember his face and everything, but he did all my four. Then only another person did this in Atlanta. I don't remember her name. I remember her face and where she was. Then I think you are the only person who I remember my my the name experience to remember. It could be also because you're just recent, so we don't know that yet. <laughs> I, I mean, you just it, it was just June a few months, a few weeks ago. So but now we <laughs> no, I'm joking. I always remember. Because we actually now I get now I get my library for life, and I'm stalking your wife. How can I not remember you when I'm I'm, I'm stalking your wife and shit? You know. <laughs> but Q, let me ask you this, right? A lot of creatives, a lot of artists have an issue with pricing. Like we know that's number one thing. Once we get out there, like. Am I, is it too expensive? Is it too, because maybe people don't know me. Will people pay this for this? How do you, how did you get out of here of that? Or uh, what process do you use to price your tags and be like, fuck it. 
I, this is what it's worth because of my words. So either buy it or get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I think we all artists go through that period, you know. And I think I did too when I first got out here, right? But then you kind of realize, like, who are you to kind of like kind of just be at that price point? You have to start. You gotta like really like humble yourself. You know what I'm saying? At, at a certain point, you know, you gotta. That's where you gotta really start comparing yourself to other artists. In that sense, it's like, hey, and like, are they doing this same amount of numbers? If they're doing that same amount of numbers on a regular basis, and you're not doing it on a regular basis, but you're charging the exact same amount as them, it's just like, you know, what I'm saying, you might want to lower your number down a little bit so you can be doing it on a regular basis, so you can get up there. You know, and uh, that's what that's how I see things. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it's not about putting a high price, right? I'm trying to come in. If anything, people are telling me that I am too too low and too cheap. You know what I'm saying? Right now, you know. Um, and I and my response to them is like, I'm not gonna be here forever. You know what I'm saying? But I'm I'm, want, I I'm creating my. I want people to be able to invest in me now, right? Like I need these people to grow with me just as much as like I plan on growing my prices. Right. So it's like, mm-hmm. that's the reason why my paintings are low. And, and, and even I had, I just stopped doing the $75 special tattoos. I did that for an entire year. You know what I'm saying? Damn. Um, I didn't I know you a year before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I love my tattoo. <laughs> yeah. But you know, um, but you know, it's just like, you know, you just have to, you have to, like say, build that clientele first. Like, you know what I'm saying? You got to create it. You got to take the loss at some point to create the, for, for the future. And that's, yeah. I, I remember when I started my merchandise and shit, I started my merchandise on Shopify, right? And people were asking me, how much are you making? And one time I actually calculated, like, okay, when people pay after the, the production cost is gone and whatever, how much I make. And I was like, you know, I'm not even making much but it wasn't about what I was making. It was like, oh my God, people are buying my merchandise. People are out there wearing my merchandise. Because if somebody's wearing my t-shirt, somebody's going to ask them about what the fuck is talk shit with me. That's like free advertisement. So to me, it was like, I don't care if I'm losing right now. I know eventually once it gets there where my merchandise is actually where people end up going and shopping right now, it's whoever supports, supports. But when it gets there, then the prices will also start growing. But for right now, even if I make $5 from one one T-shirt, I don't give a fuck. Somebody's buying it. I'm wearing it. I don't you know like, you know, that's what I like. That, like it's, that's why I said it's like it's an extreme huge reward. One, being self-employed because it's like making your own dollar is the most rewarding thing ever. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, um, you know, when I file my taxes at the end of the year and it's just like, yo, like I, I brought this in for myself. Like nobody kind of had me set up. Nobody's out there giving me leads. Like this is money I bring in on my own by just networking, talking, putting myself out there and just constantly doing it on a regular basis. You know what I'm saying? And with that, I can see that I've increased financially every year. You know what I'm saying? Which you should. That that at least lets you know that you're on the right track and you have been making the right moves. You know what I'm saying? So that's just it. And it's just like, for me, this has been my best year ever. You know what I'm saying? Like, so far. And I wanted to continue to be my best year, right? Like, because now I'm starting to get into those months of testing how great, what is the year, you know what I'm saying? But I can say, like, you know, 
usually in the artist, you usually have a couple of months or one or two months where you might not make any money. You might have a slow month or whatever, you know? And like for me, like this is my first year, my five years where I've consistently made money every single month. You know what I'm saying? Like I haven't had a slow month, you know? And like that right there is like one of those shits like, Last year, you're finally you're finally doing something that's making sense. Like it was worth it, like you know what I'm saying? Because like this is and it takes time. Yeah, look at that. You said five years. It takes time. Just like us in podcasters, like right now, it's summer, so most of our numbers are down because people are outside. People are enjoying time with their kids, their families. People are not really. That's why even doing. Yeah, that's why during even summer, most of our shows go on break and then they come back during fall where people are back to school and the errands are there and the school runs are there and, and, and it's cold outside. So, you know, you got to also figure out, okay, and I feel like it takes that time. You figure out like, okay, when you look back in the year, this year, this time I did this wrong. So let me switch it like this. That's where you get to a year where you're like, table and shit so now even like podcasters that's why i also go on breaks during summer i'm like what's the point of producing new shows during summer well there's nobody listening, listening in the summer right? right so you know if you already know that people are not gonna the numbers always drop in summer why are you setting yourself up to fail <laughs> you know what i'm saying find something else to do in that meantime to, to compensate for that, that take classes to create do workshops that uh, you know or yeah. yourself take a break and spend time with your family and friends where you will create content that when you come back you have content to post and shit so there's always that you know switch it and let your mindset work with whatever is is not working for you on on that front so as we come to an end of this we know that you have been renovating your new home and i've seen the (laughs) table you have crafted oh my god how many talents do you have so do you ever think like you're gonna take your wood crafting into like a business because i saw that table y'all i saw that table (laughs) and i was like man i fucking want this table Uh, yes, actually. Um, so uh, at my solo show next uh, next year, I'll be debuting um, at least one or two pieces of furniture. All right. So there's a furniture in the store for the future. You know, yes, cute, yes, cute yes, furniture, cute furniture. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I mean, I would say yeah, definitely in the near future, I would love to have a furniture company. You know what I'm saying? Um, and make a furniture out of like a uh, reclaimed wood. You know. Um, so yeah, I'm just like, right now I'm just really in the midst of just kind of teaching myself the basics of furniture building and, you know, the proper ways of, of just like actually, you know, doing this stuff, um, the real carpenter way, you know, um, and not the DIY way. So, um, oh, yeah, and I've seen it cause I've watched your videos. You can tell when people are doing it DIY and then the people who are actually invested because DIY you just take it as a project and yeah. when you're invested you're looking at it like you know what I might when I'm done with it I might keep it or I might sell it or I might give it out as a present or I might you know so yeah. there's that perfection that goes when it's a more than a DIY do it yourself because when it's a DIY you're like you know it doesn't even need to be perfect it just needs to be doable I love that so how is renovating your new place been huh 
How is renovating your home been? Yo, like I said, it's been um, it's been good. It's been uh, you know what I'm saying. I've I've had my moments. It's been some stressful moments here and there. Um, but all in all, it's been extremely extremely joyful. Um, and it's saving you money that. doing all that shit by yourself. Like most of the shit by yourself. Yeah, I mean, I'm saving a I'm saving a ton of money. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but I'm also spending a lot too. But like I said, I can only imagine what I was spending if I wasn't doing the fucking work. <laughs> plus, plus, look at it this way. Once it's done, yeah. Once it's done, Q. I feel like me and you are already family right now. So I, I, I might need. I, I have to be on the invite list for the housewarming. So imagine the housewarming, right? When it's done and you walking and showing like you fucking did most of that shit. Like I did that. I did that. Like there's there's that feeling of yo. This is actually my home. Not only that. I, I, I fucking did this. Like, my hands did this. Like, my brain did this. My mind did this. Like, there's, there's that fulfillment when you do shit by yourself, like, with yourself. Not with, okay, that sounded wrong. Not with yourself, but, right? <laughs> no, I understand your question. Do I feel that fulfillment? Yes, I do. Like, um, I mean, I've yet to really enjoy my home yet, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm just actively working on it. Because you know, you're in the midst of everything right now. Everything, right, yeah. So I was like, I would say hopefully by the end of the year, I should be able to really be done with renovation and projects and I could then just kind of be back on my regular work schedule and actually enjoy my house. Um, but I'm still like amazed by some of the things I have done where I do sometimes walk into the kitchen and be like, damn, I did make those floating shells and I did make that range hood. Like, you know what I'm saying? Be like, yeah, I've made all that shit custom. Why? Trust me, for us who are seeing, we see it. Like you, 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 if you ever doubt yourself or if you ever feel overwhelmed, just know, oh fuck, we are out here being like, yo, man, I'm gonna need to hire Q when I get my, my, my place. Cause yeah, I've had a few people reach out to me. It's like, <laughs> hey, I'm gonna need you. I know, uh, well, my wife's, uh, my, one of my wife's best friends already said, hey, I'm still your husband for six weeks. <laughs> I got some shit I need done in my house. <laughs> like, you see? You see? So, uh, I feel like that's not like, oh, my God, you are really amazing at that shit. And I know why you are doing it. Sometimes it's hard to see the progress. It's hard to see the accomplishment. It's hard to. So, we are here to tell you, you are fucking doing it. And oh, this is also much. this this is also my way of making sure I get a, a invite to that housewarming party. So I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just throwing it over there. Oh, like, you know? you. You. <laughs> so, uh, Q, thank you so much for hanging out with me. And um, before we leave, what do you envision the future of your your art, your your my career. Your tattoo. Yes, yes. Um, well, yeah, I mean, that's a, that, that's a great question. Um, so um, I, one, look to have my own building and space here in the next two years, you know. Um, and out of that space, I would like to actually be able to do all of my things under one roof. You know what I'm saying? So I would like to build custom frames, do private tattoos, and also work out of my studio and do painting. 
you know, um, but far as my painting career, like that is my bread and butter that I want to be my bread and butter. You know what I'm saying? That is why I got into being a full-time artist is through being a painter. So I see my future being solely dedicated to that. And all of these other things are just like necessarily I just do in my spare time. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I would love to be, um, you know, uh, globally recognized you know what i'm saying doing international shows you know and having international collectors um so that's where i see my future and that's where i'm trying to progress my future um as an artist and it's gonna happen hell to the fucking yes Keep, yes because you're fucking talented you are an amazing human being and um I, I see your future being so fucking bright. It's gonna happen. Oh, thank you. You, thank you. you you know you you put your mind to it and you do shit. I mean, look at in five years what so far you've already accomplished. Like fuck. And for a person who you know you bet just on yourself and your mindset is there. So I have no worries at all. <laughs> I have no worries at all. I'm even gonna be shocked when it starts happening next year. Talk about two you think two years, you'll be amazed by next year. You're already like right. pow pow pow. And I'm like, damn, I called it. I called it. Yes. So um, let the people know where they can find you, what they can expect from you, what to look out for. And please give an advice to a younger self if you're in a position where you are not sure if you should bet on yourself. What would you tell yourself then? Okay. Um, well, yes. Uh, first of all, you all can find me at um, uh, Arts by Kwame on Instagram. Uh, my website is artsbykwame.com. Um, if you would like to follow any of my painting um, and the behind the scenes for that, uh, you can follow me at Kwame Giles. Um, like I said, I'll be having my very first gallery solo show next year, um, the second week of May. I don't have an official date yet, but it will be in May of 2024. Um, I'm also having a Gilly takeover here on next week, August 25th um, at 830, where I'll be showcasing on my work from 2021 to 2023. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much what all I have going on as of right now and where you guys can find me as far as my advice, what I give to, um, I mean, I'm saying my younger self, um, um, I would say like, uh, don't be afraid to actually follow your heart, like, um, embrace that. Um, and, uh, and, um, be okay with making mistakes. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like one of the, one of the key things that I, I always say that, um, um, uh, the, uh, shit. I'm, now I got blanked on it. <laughs> it happens. I feel like that too sometimes. I'm like, oh fuck, what was I supposed to say? Oh, oh damn. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. um, the, um, uh, the, the failure is the key to success. You know what I'm saying? Um, as you know, what I'm saying, as much as you fail, fail, you're able to learn and able to redo and retry, so you can do it again. You know what I'm saying? So be okay failing. You know what I'm saying? Because when you fail, you are able to gain so much more knowledge that you can apply to to you know what I'm saying to when you got to do it again. And that's so true. And to top on that. Um, I feel like sometimes people are so scared about that. What if I fail? But if you stop looking at it as 
because you just hang it is already winning and uh failing means you you learn something and either it's gonna be like okay maybe this time try it this way or maybe this time go on it this way so if you're learning something and you're learning away or even you you realize that oh fuck i actually don't like doing this that is you saving yourself so it's always learning something it's never really failing so right you're, you're already failing by not trying anyways exactly so. that's the real way of failing of, of having no results you know what I'm saying? Exactly. it's by not doing so just <laughs> just just be okay just actively doing things yes man. so q i finally figured out the tattoo i want to do on this side so i'm no, gonna okay. come to september i found the right words and I, I was watching a movie and it said something and again it's not gonna be in english my usual i feel like both sides are gonna have words from different but i have i just have to figure out what i want in the beginning and at the end in before the words but next month we are gonna do this side okay Okay, I'm down for it. Just hit me up. All right. I look forward All to right. Thank you so later. much. Thank you, Ship Talkers, for tuning in and spending your valuable time with us. We appreciate you. To connect with us more, make sure you subscribe to our newsletter and catch all the shit talking vibes before anybody else. You can subscribe to our newsletter through our website, www.talkshitwp.com, and all our merchandise website www.talkshitwp.shop and while you're there feel free to shop away <laughs> talkshitwp is available on all social media platforms with the handle talkshitwp follow us and engage with us better yet if you're feeling generous give us a review on apple podcast and all rate us on spotify you can also share a beer with me where my beer lovers at i mean what better way to support the movement than sharing a beer with me by buying me a beer at buymecoffee.com. Thank you for listening, sharing, engaging, and support in any way that you do. Remember, new episodes are out every Wednesday and for part two, if any, on Fridays. Let's talk and all listen to some shit. Happy shit talking. <laughs>